Welcome or welcome back to Pre-ARP Excellence of Roo Space, Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. You know what's embarrassing? You know what's embarrassing when you're doing a podcast? You're talking, you're talking, you're talking, probably a little bit too long. And you're talking and you're talking, you're fidgeting with your um, computer and your phone. And you accidentally press the pause button. That's not so bad. That's not so bad. The bad part is when you accidentally press your pause button and don't know that you pressed it. And you keep on talking and talking and you don't know how long the um, pause has been on. So I can either try to look at what I didn't say or did say, you know what, I'll just start again. I'll just start again, even though it was a bit long. In the last podcast, I had mentioned there was something, 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 something I wanted to talk about, but I couldn't remember what it was. And I figured I'd eventually remember it and it'd be all fine and I would take care of it later. And as it happens, I did remember it. I did remember what I was talking about. And if I can find the right sheet of paper here within the next 15 minutes, I'll be all good. And I'll be able to talk about what I was talking about for a lot longer. Well, I talked for a lot longer than I want to talk this time. I don't like the podcast going that long. But um, this is a bit of a talk, a TED talk, about why the... Dive for five is something that you might as well pay at least a little bit of a scintilla of attention to. The dive for five, in case you have not been paying attention, is my concept of the Cubs dismantling everything, trading all the movable parts, and, oh my goodness, this team might might not win 27, 28, 29% of their games for us this year. They might be really bad. Hmm. Darn, that sucks. Everything is dismantled. And it appears the Cubs are aiming for, because there's no, there's no punishment for being bad. There is no punishment for being bad. There is a reward for being bad. So the Cubs, once they realized, nope, nope, Cubs are not going to win the division. Cubs are not going to be a wild card team. Cubs are not going to be any of that. So they might as well trade Javier Baez. They might as well trade Chris Bryant. They might as well trade Anthony Rizzo. They might as well trade Craig Kimbrell. A whole bunch of other guys, too. Just trade them for prospects with an eye to the future. And this year's team, oh, my goodness, we're not very good anymore. Oh boy. It's the dive for five. The dive for five with the 2022 draft is a very useful strategy. I was talking a bit with Mason McRae, whose opinion I value immensely. If I had a senior writer on the draft, it would be Mason McRae, but I don't really have a budget. So uh, he's not my senior writer, 
because that would mean I'd have to pay him and all that kind of stuff. You know how that goes. Uh, no, Mason McRae is fantastic. He has opinions. He rolls with them. And when he makes mistakes, he owns up to it, which is which is a really shocking thing to hear people do in this day and age. You know, I I misjudged some of the people in the twenty nineteen in the twenty twenty draft. Here's some of the guys I misjudged. Here's some of the guys that I rated too high. Here's some of the guys I rated too low. Here's something that doesn't happen very often. He admits his mistakes and he tries to learn from them. Okay, as I was talking with Mason McRae about the. 2022 draft there are three names at the top on his list brooks list brooks lee shortstop cal poly carter young shortstop vanderbilt elijah green outfielder high school not remembering which state all three are 55s 55 is a very good ranking for a second or third pick probably not ideal for a number one pick. So if you're picking first or second, this draft doesn't necessarily look ideal. But if you're picking third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, it's a really good draft because per Mason McRae and other people, um, the opinion is the same even if the numbers aren't um, sniffed out as far. Mason McRae has 55, 55, 55 at the top and nine players at 50 with 13 players at 45. This is before the season really gets started. So it's 55, 55, 55, nine at 50 and 13 at 45. So what you end up getting if you're playing the dive for five, if the Cubs are drafting fifth, Let's say one, two, and three go basically in order. A lot of times there will be one team who tries to outsmart everyone and leaves one of the two or three best players on the board and takes a risk on somebody who's down a little bit lower. So let's say one, two, and three, Lee, Young, and Green go one, two, four, or one, three, four, with one of the 50s going either second or third. Could happen. The board's going to be entirely different by that time anyway. But let's just act like this is what the board's going to look like in June or July. It won't look like this, but let's just assume it does. One of the teams takes a gamble, takes a 50. That way they can save a whole bunch of money, blah, 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 whatever. So what ends up happening, 55, 55, 55, and 50 are gone. The Cubs have eight players to select from, all of whom are 50s, drafting fifth. Eight guys who are basically the same. This guy over here, really good SEC pitcher. This guy over here, really good left-handed SEC pitcher. This guy over here, high school guy with a non-violent delivery, sits 97, 98, can hit 100, has four pitches. This guy over here, an uncanny hit tool. This guy over here plays third base really well, has power. This guy over here, etc., 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 etc. You know, this guy's a catcher who can call his own game already, blah, blah, blah. blah. Eight guys who all 
completely make sense. All of them. Oh, Andrew Jones's son, who's a center fielder who plays like he's um Andrew Jones's son. You can basically select whatever you want. And all the players are just about the same. All the players are very similar. If the Cubs are drafting fifth and they have eight guys who are really similar, that is absolutely prime territory. Prime territory for, okay, really? Uh, Rich Kantrovitz turning in the name. Uh, who are the three guys that are the best on our list? The, you know, the, the four other guys are gone. Who are the three best guys on our list? Uh, out of those eight remaining guys, none of them are bad picks. They all make sense, at least on draft day. Do you like the guy out of the SEC? Do you like the lefty out of the ACC? Do you like the guy with the obscene power? Do you like the third baseman? The, 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 which guy do you like? Do you like Tamar Johnson? Do you like uh, Dylan Lesko? Do you, you know, who, who do you like? Who do you like? You take the top three, top four. You call them. Okay, we have X amount we're willing to spend. Would you be interested in signing for this amount? You call the first guy on your list. First guy on your list, would you be willing to sign for? I don't know what the fifth amount's going to be. I don't, I don't know what the fifth slot will be. Or if the Cubs will even have the fifth slot. But if the Cubs end up in slot number five, and they call the call the player. Okay, okay, we have six point five to spend. Six point five to spend. And if you don't get drafted by us, it'll drop to the next team and they'll have five point four to spend, and then it'll fall to the next team and they'll have four point one to spend. How about this? If you agree to sign. For four eight, we will sign you. And if four point eight isn't enough, we'll call the next guy. Because after all, they guys—they're all about the same. They're all about the same, and the Cubs one two three list is probably very similar. You know, this guy is a little bit better than this guy. Is a little bit better than this guy. I almost move my right hand. I almost perceptively move my right hand, but really not much. One guy is this good, the next guy is this good, the next guy is this good. Almost perceptively move my hand, but really not. You call the three guys. Perhaps maybe by the draft, there will be one guy that is far and away, far and above the best number five going. If the Cubs are drafting fifth again. Maybe there will be a guy who jumps off the board. And you take him. Fine, cool, great, no problem. But if there's a whole bunch of guys who are really close, this guy's got more experience, this guy plays better defensively, this guy has a little bit better speed, this guy has a little bit better pop, da -da 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 -da. this guy has an obscene hit tool. All eight guys, they're really about the same. They're really about the same. Which guy do you like the most? Pick the top three, call them. If there's one guy that is far and above, take him. Take him, try to talk him down a little bit on the on it on the draft slot. If you can't, you can't. But um, 
The dive for five works particularly well in this draft because it looks like there's going to be an obscene amount of talent in the, say, 4 to 12 range. 4 to 12 range, all guys who are going to be really good and really similar. If you have eight or nine guys that are really, really similar, would you want to draft first with those eight or nine guys or last with those eight or nine guys? I'd want to draft first because, you know, something's going to happen. You're going to want this guy a little bit more than that guy. Whichever, you know, maybe, maybe you want the high school pitcher. Four pitches, 97, 98, that's Lesko. Um, the dive for five isn't going to fix everything in the universe. There will still be a waiting period. Players will still have to develop, and some players won't. Some players, I really thought this guy was going to do better than he did, but he hasn't. Some guys won't. Some guys will. Some guys will do far better than expected. But if you're in a situation where I've heard someone who tends to do his homework a bit on this kind of thing say, if the Cubs are drafting fifth, they will have $10 million to spend. With a $10 million signing pool, the Cubs ought to be able to do fairly well. 10.2, they should probably do fairly well at 1, fairly well at 2, and fairly well at 3. They should probably get something from somewhere. And so often you talk about the, in free agency, you go out and sign a player for two years and $15 million, and boy, you hope you get the three or four wins out of them over those two years. You really hope you do. You just, you hope you don't get the guy who he just finally starts to figure it out in late May and then he has Tommy John surgery and he's out until the next July and that, and you get nothing out of it. With the minor league draft pool, $10 million, you, the Cubs really ought to be able to with uh, Kantrovitz turning in the names, the Cubs ought to be in good shape. They ought to locate talent. They ought to do fairly well. They ought to be able to fill in some of the troughs in the system. And if they're drafting fifth, and if, as a lot of people are saying, this is going to be a draft that is really good between like spots four and 12, Spots four and 12. If you're fourth or fifth or sixth, you're right in that zone. You're right in that zone exactly where you want to be. Looking at the names from Mason McRae's list. Of course, the, the draft, the, the draft order, the expected you know, who, who's going where and what, which and when. That's going to change between now and then because it always does. 
But if it ends up being Brooks Lee, Carter Young, and Elijah Green going one, two, and three, if it ends up being that, and the Cubs are drafting fifth, I haven't done a whole lot of research yet, and I plan to do more. I, I actually did quite a bit the last half hour, well, at least for what I consider quite a bit. If it's Lee's gone, Young's gone, and Elijah Green's gone, okay. I would be very interested, very interested at that point, in looking possibly at Andrew Jones Jr., Tamar Johnson, and Dylan Lesko. Any of those three, any of those three high school names, years and years and years and years to figure it out. No rush whatsoever. Send them off to Arizona. Have the Arizona um, staff train them on how to be professionals, etc., 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 and let them learn. And sit back and wait. There is 0% of a rush. Um, getting the best player seems to be the best option, but it could be that those three aren't the best. Because there are, th this is going to be an absurdly sick draft. One of the players who was supposed to be at the top, tippy top, of the 2023 board. Reclassified. He's coming out in 2022. He will be eligible in 2022. Cam Collier was going to be the top name in 2023. Now he's 5th, 6th, 7th in 2022. Y'all interested? There's going to be a whole lot of names to get used to. There's going to be a whole lot of pitching names to get used to. There's going to be a whole lot of hitting names to get used to. College names, high school names. Here's what I recommend you do since you've gotten this far in this podcast. Pick a name. Pick a name. Pick a name. Go to Fangraphs. Go to Baseball America. Go to um, Baseball Prospectus. Go to Prospects Live. Go wherever you're going to go. Whatever. Look, look at Mason McRae's list. It's... Uh, I, I, Look at my Twitter feed. It's on there somewhere. Um, familiarize yourself with the names. You don't have to have the decision figured out right now. But look at Dylan Lesko. Is that somebody you'd be interested in? Look at Tamar Johnson. Is that somebody you'd be interested in? Andrew Jones. Everyone's going to have a little bit of information. The information will get more complete as the time gets a little bit more close. If you're doing a C-plus job of Cubs draft prep for 2022. If you're doing a C-plus job of Cubs draft prep for 2022, have your top seven names. Have your top seven names and maybe have the names down to 10. Yeah, he's ninth. He's not sixth or seventh because, insert reason here, I'd like this guy more if he was better at, but since he's not, I'm going to go with this guy instead. Have your names. Have your names. Six names, seven names. 
Brooks Lee will be there. Carter Young will be there. Elijah Green will be there. Kermar Johnson will be there. Cam Collier will be there. Dylan Lesko will be there. Landon Sims might be there. Hayden Dunhurst might be there. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of completely valid, completely legitimate names. Do the research. Pick a name. Go to your sources. Whether it's a computer program or whether you're an old fart like I am and you like to write stuff down with pencil and paper. Have everything. Write down information. Who's the catcher who... Uh, you know, what are the questions for each player? What are the things that we already know about each player? Jot it down. See where there's disagreement between the sources. Take pleasure in the disagreement between the sources because it's hard to assess the talent. The Cubs with their current lineup. There is no expectation this team is going to win 33% of the games the rest of the year. I don't think. 33 seems high. Now, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe 30 might be a little bit too low. Maybe 30 might be a little bit too high. But um, the, the Cubs are not going to stay where they are in the standings. The Cubs are going to dive in the standings. Because Major League Baseball rewards teams for diving in the standings. And Jed Hoyer said, you know what? That's a pretty good way to rebuild with a 22 draft coming up like it's going to be in the 22 draft. If the Cubs end up having a $10 million spending limit on signing bonuses, they will do just fine. Learn the names. Learn the names 12 deep. Check back a couple weeks later. See if the 12 names are the same. Add another name. Go to the 15th guy. Know some stuff. Learn some things. And at some point, if you're going to be A- minus with the 2022 draft, have 40 names in your bag. Have 40 names, maybe 45 names in your bag. Said if somebody asks you about somebody a bit on down the list, uh, you'll have something for them. You'll know something. And then, depending upon if there's a spring training, if you're interested in spring training, heck, spring training comes around, I don't know, maybe you'll be very interested in watching Frank Schwindel play for three or four innings and leave. Or maybe you would rather watch a watch or listen to a college baseball game where you're actually learning something every inning. Mm. That's up to you. That's for you to decide and for me to not know. You get to decide how important the draft in 2022 for the Chicago Cubs is for you. If you know 7, 8, 9, 10, 12 names, you will be a superstar. If you start at 7, 8, 10, 12 names, and then add a name every two weeks, add a name every two weeks, 10 days, two weeks, something like that, 
Then, by the time the college baseball season is fixing to start in February, you already have 40 names you know. You already have 40, 45, 50 names you know. You have 50 names that you know, and the baseball season hasn't started yet. Then, the season starts. You got your 50 names. You know the 50 names. Then, guy 42, he's done for the year. He's got Tommy John surgery. He's, he, he's, he's done. Um, the guy that you had 14 on your list, he's not going to be eligible for the draft because they moved the draft up to June, and he was only eligible if he was going to be in July. But on the other hand, somebody else got reclassified. They were going to be in the 2023 draft, and they were going to be really high. But they got re- re- reclassified, so now they're going to be in the 2022 draft. Then there's this guy who wasn't supposed to be very good in the ACC, but he's been really hitting the ball, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Know the draft. Know the names. Know where you're looking. Know who you're listening to. Know who you are balancing information off of. And... Question yourself. Question yourself. Question the source. Question the questioner. And if you're going turn Mara Johnson over Dylan Lesko, why? If you're going Andrew Jones over Termar Johnson, why? They're all impressive. The question of why, the question of why, the question of why. The Cubs are going to do fine in the draft. The Cubs would do fine in the draft if they were drafting seventh. I think they'll probably be drafting closer to five. If they're drafting closer to five, they have more leeway, they have more space, and they get the first choice after the first four names are off the board. I encourage you to do homework for the draft. The player the Cubs select in the draft could be the next big thing. Maybe he won't be. Maybe he will be. But the way this draft's laying out, there's going to be a whole lot of players who are really similar when the Cubs are drafting. A whole lot of players that are really similar. And it will get to be to that point where everybody's going to say, Take the best available talent. But the best available talent, it's going to be about a six-way tie. It's going to be about a six-way tie. And it's going to very possibly be to that point where these two guys are completely flat-out even. I can't split the difference. I really can't. Pick up the phone, call them. Will you sign for this amount? Well, you sign for this amount. If somebody's willing to sign for less, you take them. Because it's legal. Because it's permitted. Because it the, because MLB doesn't stop that. So now, the Cubs add a player and still have more money to spend later. Know the names. Know the players. Have rankings for them eventually by mid-April, by mid-May. Assess your list regularly. Why do I have this guy over that guy? 
if it comes down to the these four guys are off the board or these five guys are off the board, who do I want at five? Who do I want at six? Why do I want them? Why do I prefer them over the seventh guy? Ask yourself questions. Make yourself uncomfortable. Hopefully the Cubs will not be down in the draft fifth range for long. Maybe one draft, maybe two. But at some point, once the talent starts bubbling to the top, people are going to have that same feeling, that same rush of emotion, possibly, that they had in late 2014. Wait a minute. These guys are good. The next guys are going to be good, too. The problem was last time. That stopped. After 2016, it stopped. They had players in 2016, but after that, Ian Happ, David Bodie, it stopped. This cycle around, the Cubs need to, if they're going to get where they want to be, get the most out of players, best as they can, develop them as best as they can, assess them as far as, is this guy a keeper? If he is, we're going to keep him. We don't give a damn. We just don't give a damn. This guy we're going to keep. This guy here we might be willing to trade. And load up, load up, load up on the prospect talent. Develop them. Put together enough pitching. Put together enough relievers. Put together, have enough outfielders. And have a loaded roster. A lot of that comes through the development. A lot of that's going to come through what happens from all the trades. But a decent chunk of it is, how do they do in the draft? Part of that, and it won't be the 2023 class. It won't be the 2024 class. But at some point, the player, the Cubs draft in 2022. At some point, whoever that is, will hopefully chip in in a major fashion for a Cubs team that's already good. The plan was have the first rush of talent and back that up with more talent after. That second and third and fourth and fifth batches of talent never showed up. It just never showed up. For the constant waves of talent to develop, the 2020 draft has to be productive. The 2021 draft has to be productive. The 2022 draft had really better be productive, etc. on down the line. I don't know how this or that player is going to do. I don't know. I'm not that smart. But if you want to know about the 2022 draft, pick your site. Baseball America, Baseball Prospectus, Fangraphs, uh, prospects Live, wh whatever it is you got. Whatever works for you. Do the research. Come up with your, your list. Come up with your top eight list. These are my top eight guys. And why? And bug me about it. This is, these are my top eight. These are my top eight. Tell me where I'm wrong. I won't be able to tell you where you're wrong. But push me. 
push me, make me better at this. I'm looking at the names Brooks Lee, Carter Young, Elijah Green. I should know those names. I should know them better. I should be far more familiar with them, even though there's a strong possibility none of them will last to the Cubs pick, even though there's a strong possibility none of the three will be the Cubs draft pick. But I should probably be prioritizing Vanderbilt games. I should probably be prioritizing Cal Poly games and games Landon Sims when he's pitching, Hayden Dunhurst when he's catching, all of the major players. I should do a better job than I've done before at knowing who they are, what they got going on. First round, definitely have that taken care of. Second round, definitely have that taken care of. Third round, probably looking at like pick 70, somewhere around there. Know that one too. Know those ones too. Probably be a little higher than 70. 60, 72, take away a couple, add a couple, 72, 75, probably 80. Cubs probably draft about 80 for their third round pick. This draft ought to have 80 names worth getting to know. Push me. Push me, make me do a better job than I've done before. I'm not there yet, and I'm probably spending a bit too much time watching the um, Dive for Five standings. But when I know, when I get a better feel for where the Cubs are actually going to be selecting, I'll have a better, better knowledge of how specific I have to get. But if Brooks Lee, Carter Young, and Elijah Green are going early, I'm thinking three names you might want to know. Dylan Lesko, right-handed pitcher. Andrew Jones, center fielder, and Termar Johnson, left-handed hitting third baseman, I think. Don't think he's a shortstop. There's there's a handful of other names, though. Mason McCray, nine guys are 50s. Now, now, before the season starts. Fifth would be a very good place to draft. Thanks for stopping by. Be nice, or be safe, be nice to other people, and to a large extent, you get Monday off. Unless, of course, you're going to follow the Cubs against the Reds game. Well, Justin Steele's pitching, so he might keep him in it. Uh, Have a great week.